0: chapter thirty nine of france to scandinavia by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b industrial sweden these swedes have business ability they know how to make money and save it although like us americans they are always trying to get something for nothing and oftentimes fail they are good farmers and have been manufacturers and traders since long before the days of the hanseatic league about half of the population are farmers and the other half are engaged in manufacturing and in buying and selling sweden is one of the big countries of europe it is not quite equal to france or germany and it is small in comparison with russia but it is about three hundred miles wide and almost as long as the distance from cleveland to new orleans it is about half as large again as great britain and ireland and if you could cut it into patches and lay it on the united states it would cover pennsylvania ohio virginia and new york it is about as many people as belgium and more than twice as many as switzerland the latitude of sweden corresponds generally with that of alaska our ice-box of the north dips farther south but sweden reaches also into the lands of the midnight sun and there is one town From which the railroad starts on its way to narvik in norway which has a summer day 23 hours long and still sweden supports just about six million people who live better than most of the inhabitants of europe they have comfortable homes as in norway the houses of the cities are much like those of the united states and those of the country are frame cottages which compare favorably with the homes on our farms the people are famous for their health and longevity and the population is increasing almost as fast as that of any country of europe according to statistics the scandinavians live longer on the average than any other people of the world they are a big people and look like giants compared with the french and belgians and the sawed off inhabitants of the balkans and some parts of poland they have the fairest hair the bluest eyes the longest skulls and the best lungs of any race on the face of the earth in going through the country i have been surprised at the small extent of farmland in sweden in comparison with the number of farms there are altogether four hundred and twenty eight thousand agricultural holdings and of these one fourth are under five acres and more than two hundred thousand range from five to fifty acres in size as far as i can see the soil is rich it is black and it raises big crops of clover and oats wheat rye and potatoes are grown there is plenty of hay but there is so much rain that the hay is often put on racks to dry and then stored away in barns every haycock has a stick in it to give it air and in some places the hay is dried on wire fences like clothes on a line everything looks thrifty there are many red wooden houses with white shutters and trimmings and along the railroad are fences of stones boards and rails one thing that has had a great effect on farm and country life is the revival of home industries throughout the middle ages the cottages of sweden hummed with all sorts of handicraft spinning weaving basket and lace making and metal working but modern conditions tended to discourage these cottage industries until arthur hazelius devoted himself to the revival of what he feared were becoming lost arts he gave all his money to the cause and went about asking others to give with so much earnestness and such good results that he was called the prince of beggars there was set up at stockholm the northern museum in which are reproduced the household life furniture dress customs and arts of practically every part of sweden in the park of Skansen, on the heights overlooking stockholm is a kind of annex to the museum here farmhouses transplanted from the various provinces have been fitted up with the typical products of home handicraft and are occupied by people living and working just as they would in their own homes in a special camp there are even laps settled here with their reindeer and dogs and making knives of horn and shoes of deerskin Skansen, the first open-air museum of the sort in europe is the model for like ethnographical collections in other countries as a result of hazelius's efforts interest in the old home industries has revived and they are now taught in the schools one course of instruction gives sixty-eight exercises in carpentry to boys from ten to fourteen and weaving working in iron and all kinds of embroidery and needlework are taught in some villages men women and children now go to church every sunday in garments woven and dyed at home and one of the swedish princesses favors peasant costumes for her ladies in her summer home tens of thousands of kroner are earned by the country people every year by the sale of baskets lacework and carvings made in their homes and there are more workmen engaged in the industries of the rural districts than in the shops of cities and towns as to the big industries The country has a number of centers such as Gothenburg and Eskilstuna where manufacturing has been carried on for generations Eskilstuna is the Sheffield of Sweden it is famous for the knives razors and locks which has been turning out for a hundred and fifty years one of our presidents had seven razors sent him by a friend from the steel factories at Eskilstuna each was marked with his name and a day of the week and he was supposed to use a different one every morning i don't know whether he ever made a mistake and shaved with thursday's razor on a monday i've taken the trip over to gothenburg sweden's chief seaport it is also the terminus of the gotha canal which goes right through sweden crossing lakes venner and vetter the two largest lakes in the country gothenburg has as many people as atlanta and it grows like one of our big towns of the west it is a manufacturing center making iron steel and machinery as well as sugar and beer it has cotton factories and also shipbuilding works the town is perhaps the most enterprising in sweden and in many respects surpasses stockholm sweden has glass factories and porcelain factories famous all over the world there is a famous factory at john coping which started making matches about the time we were fighting the mexican war And is still working it has now one machine that produces forty thousand boxes of matches an hour that town is at the head of the matchmaking industry of the world this country makes diesel engines and ball bearings and it is going into electrochemicals increasing its output of the latter product by millions of kroner a year it makes powder dynamite and munitions and all sorts of woodwork as well as wood pulp and paper it is one of the great timber countries of the world and ships logs and boards to all parts of northern europe many pages might be devoted to telling what sweden has done in her manufactures of fine iron and steel she has some of the purest ore in the world and that still available is said to be more than eleven hundred million tons which should yield about three-quarters of a billion tons of metallic iron some of her ore grades more than eighty percent pure and she has great beds of new deposits in the north which are far above the ore values of the best of our iron about lake superior the swedes have been making iron since long before the days of the crusaders and in the eighteenth century they were supplying four-fifths of all that metal used by mankind at that time the ore came from central sweden and ran from fifty to sixty percent pure the smelting was done with charcoal the veins were from fifteen to thirty six feet in thickness and as a rule about seven hundred feet long iron is still being mined in the same region and it will be long before the ore is exhausted today sweden makes ninety two per cent of all the highest grade iron ore of europe the most important swedish ore of the future however will come from the new mines under the north pole away up above the arctic circle in lapland There are beds of iron like those we have about Lake Superior, where the ore is dug out with giant steam shovels. There is one place where it lies on the top of a mountain. The ore field is more than a hundred yards wide and three miles in length. The percentage of iron in this ore is even higher than that of central Sweden. About two years ago, more than 30 million tons had already been taken out of some of these mines, and the total deposits are said to equal more than a billion tons the railway the swedes have built to bring out this iron is the farthest north of any on earth it runs from the port of lulia at the head of the gulf of bothnia a long arm of the baltic across the scandinavian peninsula to narvik in norway where owing to the influence of the ocean currents the harbor is open all the year although it is farther north than arctic alaska this road is almost three hundred miles long and is run entirely by electricity it is the second longest electric road in the world being surpassed only by the electrified stretch of the chicago milwaukee and st paul in the united states the power comes from the porhus falls which serve the iron mines also and they furnish enough power to run the whole road with plenty to spare the porges plant is one of the giant hydroelectric stations of the world it has an eighty thousand volt transmission line and can develop fifty thousand horsepower for the greater part of the year the construction of the dam and power station which was accomplished in the space of a few months was one of the great feats of hydroelectric engineering the long darkness of the winter days was dissipated by a perpetual glare of electric light over the dam and the mushroom town of red frame houses the intense cold and the ice were fought by running electrically heated rods through the backwater of the dam and by heating shelters for the army of workmen employed there are other waterfalls nearby which will yield one hundred and eighty thousand horsepower and the lulia river alone it is said can develop more than three hundred thousand horsepower in turbines around karuna are some of the largest and richest iron deposits of the world the town lies at the foot of an iron mountain and the ore veins run down under a lake which thus may be said to have an iron bottom the length of the ore vein is about three miles and the deposits are more than three quarters of a million tons thirty years ago karuna had not a single house now it is a town of ten thousand people and has moving picture shows The farthest north trolley cars in the world and a salvation army headquarters most of the people were brought in from the south as the lapps who live in this region cling to their nomadic life in the open the laplanders are scattered all the way from russia to norway their total number is probably less than ten thousand they are mongols but shorter than the tartars of northern china the women are less than five feet in height the lapps have yellowish brown skin But their eyes do not slant. Some of these people have permanent habitations, but their dwellings are usually huts of mud or turf or of birch trunks set close together and covered with earth. Some of the sod huts have glass windows, and in those close to the towns or railroad one sometimes finds a sewing machine or an alarm clock. In their wanderings the laps usually make a wide swing around Karuna and other settlements, putting up their tents of skins, and living largely on milk and dried reindeer meat. The Swedish government makes little effort to get them to change their ways, but is teaching them how to handle the reindeer and to raise larger herds, somewhat as the United States Bureau of Education is doing with the Eskimos of Alaska. Most of the laps in Norway have been induced to settle down as small farmers, but of the 6,000 of these little people living in Sweden, More than half are still nomads. Sweden has practically no black coal worthwhile, but its white coal is equal in energy-producing value to 67,500,000 tons per annum. This alone is equal to more than one-tenth the annual product of our coal mines. Sweden has available water power approximating 7 million horsepower, of which more than 1 million horsepower belongs to the state. The country is undergoing an extensive hydroelectric development and plans have been made for its gradual electrification the southern part which includes the best farmlands is covered with transmission lines which give power and light to most of the people the development is now being extended throughout central sweden and later will go on to the settlements of the north there are few countries so blessed in water power sweden consists of a plain sloping from the norwegian plateau down to the baltic with streams running across it like the ribs of a leaf these rivers roll over rocks and can be made to yield water power every few miles there are ten thousands of lakes and ponds which serve as basins and the streams can be easily dammed on my trip to gothenburg i visited at trollhattan the falls of the Gotha alve river considered by many the finest in europe this river forms the outlet of lake venner and the falls are far superior to those of the rhine at schaffhausen there are six different cataracts and numerous rapids distributed over a distance almost a mile long the fall is only one hundred and six feet in all but the water foams and boils as it dashes over the rocks into the cauldrons below here there are great pits of boiling waves speckled with foam a little farther on the torrents dash down mighty cliffs with a deafening roar and then flow on into the green river below the force is so great that it gives a water power equal to two hundred thousand horses all pulling at once and the biggest power plant of south sweden is located here a number of factories have been built to take advantage of this power and trollhattan is fast becoming an industrial center just after the world war many people of sweden found themselves in severe financial straits shortly after its outbreak the country was swept by tidal waves of gold from russia and germany a neutral she sold to the allies as well as to the kaiser supplying raw materials in the way of iron and timber as well as steel bars and other stuff for munitions to germany she sent wrought iron cast iron in pigs and cellulose which was made into clothing the result was that all the industrial stocks rose in value and speculation was rife new companies were organized by the hundreds and the market was flooded with millions of new shares during the four years of the war the bank clearings increased five hundred percent the deposits were doubled and the savings accounts grew by hundreds of millions of dollars the people were shut off from investing abroad and bought local stocks they kept on buying thinking that the higher the stocks rose the more money they were making then the war neared its close sweden was cut off from the rest of the world and its business dwindled to nothing everything fell the companies stopped paying dividends and those who owned shares were forced to sell to be able to live there was no demand for the stocks outside of sweden they dropped lower and lower and thousands were ruined the money of sweden is on a gold basis and for this reason the lands of inflated paper currencies could not trade with her and so good hard money here caused ruin while just across the baltic cheap paper was bringing a like condition to germany truly the economic situation of europe passeth all understanding but a country like this cannot be permanently injured by any temporary money depression swedish business is based upon gold and the national debt is only three hundred and fifty dollars per family the country has assets of three or four billions of dollars and obligations of only about one-tenth that amount the government has a surplus of more than five hundred million gold dollars the farm products of sweden bring in half a billion dollars per annum and its ten thousand factories annually make goods approximating three quarters of a billion dollars in value the forest industries of sweden alone produce something like one hundred million dollars every year and from its waterfalls it is now getting about a million and a quarter horsepower with upward of five million more horsepower yet to be developed the government itself has properties valued at more than eight hundred million dollars and before the world war these were annually yielding a revenue of about half a billion dollars. The income from them was then equal to two and one-half times the interest on the national debt. At that time, the national wealth was increasing, and inasmuch as it lies largely in natural resources and national thrift, it is bound to continue to grow. End of chapter 39 End of From France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter